0: Welcome to Season 3 of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. We are all about supporting the health and fitness of family caregivers and anyone else who wants to live better and stronger, physically and emotionally. Our podcast is brought to you by GLD Enterprises Communications Limited, with our thanks to other sponsors and the guests who support our mission of improved health. You can learn more and send us your questions and comments on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Old Nerd Fitness, and of course, online at OldNerdInTheGym.com. Now let's get started with this episode of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Julie Barth and Jerry Deer.
1: Hi everybody, this is Julie Barth. I'm here today with Jerry Deer on the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. Hi Julie. Hi Jerry. How are you today? It's been a while. I know. I've forgotten We're how to do this. Still trying to
0: remember how to do this. We're scaring our <laughs> guests. You know that, right? This is the part everybody hears. They didn't hear the disaster that came before you turned the recorder on.
1: <laughs> Thank you for editing.
0: <laughs> Just throwing that in there. I
2: was very nice.
0: So here we are with Old Nerd, and uh, our topic today is muscle activation therapy. And we have
2: Kristen Tamplin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just want people to know that there's an actual person in the room. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking with Kristen about uh, what she does because it's kind of unusual, right? Yes. And uh, but before that, I have muscle jokes for you because okay. that's a part of this whole thing. It's got to be something terrible so that you always sound better.
1: Um, <laughs> it's the groans.
0: The, the bar is really low, and I wah, get like wah, when she puts the post production together, I get like trombone slides and all that stuff. Nice. So here's my joke. You ready? Okay. All right. Why did the muscle miss class?
1: I'm afraid to ask. Ooh. It was stretching? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> what makes it stretch?
1: Because it wasn't a tendon. Oh. <laughs> oh so that, that's one you have to explain, kind of. I didn't need to. I she knew going, the answer. Like, <laughs> Is there <laughs> contracting involved in this yeah. or something?
0: Why did the priest go to the gym? Oh, God. He, this, one's a, this is like a think about it. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: he needed... <laughs> I can't think of any. For muscle mass. Oh, that's awful. I
0: went to a sea-themed disco, S-E-A, sea-themed disco the other day. I pulled a muscle.
1: That was funny, though. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. If you can see the word C, yeah.
0: S-E-A, then it's funny.
1: Yes, visual jerks <laughs> jokes work so well in podcasts. Thank yep. you so much. Do we... <laughs> If you could see this picture, it'd be hilarious.
0: The website is 56 plus muscle jokes that will make you pull a muscle. <laughs> uh, the last one, <laughs> please let it be the last one. Please. Do you know how I feel about muscle relaxers? A valium. Valium. <laughs> that was a stretch.
1: Valium. I was That's trying to wrong figure out how to
0: pronounce that. Master, it's well, I know that, but apparently this guy doesn't. It's wrong. I think he's just being, you know,
1: pharmacologically I'm gonna turn this incorrect. off
0: now. <laughs> it's cause this is there's a meaning
1: Pharmacologically tomorrow. incorrect, thank you. Uh,
0: yeah, so <laughs> let's get on to important things. So here at Old Nerd in the Gym, uh, so Kristen has some background to uh, figure this out and everybody out there listening if you're new to the podcast we are in our third season and we're doing these a little slower we're doing about one a month um, because they do take quite a bit of work and Kristen got a little example about how how terrible that (laughs) looks uh, when we haven't done one for a while because we're actually set up in the GLD Enterprises studios today in the office so we're a little crammed in here but um, our job is to bring awareness to people about their health, their fitness, their uh, their nutrition, whatever it happens to be, whatever our guest is, is focused on. And Kristen, you have kind of an unusual job. So uh, I'm going to let you just talk for a minute. Tell us how you got to where you are. And then in the next uh, next quarter hour, we'll talk about exactly what it is. So tell us a little about yourself.
2: So um, I'm originally an athlete. Um, I played sports, and I had a injury in high school that led me into what I wanted to do um, at the time, which was therapy, physical therapy. Um, after working in therapy for a few years, I realized that there was something more or something that was missing. And from there, I went on and became a certified strength and conditioning specialist, where I helped athletes and also the everyday person, um, gain strength and use the proper mechanics when lifting. Um, but still there was something missing. And, um, that led me to, uh, find muscle activation techniques. And that is what I do now. So the MAT or muscle activation techniques, um, addresses and corrects any muscular imbalances in the body that are due to stress, overuse, trauma, everyday aging. So, that's basically what I do on a daily basis. So
0: how long have you been doing this? I've been doing... Specifically M- MAT. The
2: MAT I've been doing for about <clears throat> three years now.
0: Okay. In that process of going from... I expect there's an awful lot of education involved in all that. Yes. So in the process of going from physical therapy... Yes. ...to this... There's some similarities, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that was
1: going to be my question. What's the difference between the three? Yeah, yeah Tell us disorders. a little
0: about what, because people, I'm not entirely sure people really know what physical therapy is, mm-hmm. but they got to go back a season and listen to Old Nerd because there is a physical therapy episode. Give us the, like Julie said, give us a little bit of the difference between those two things.
2: So in therapy, you come in with um, a diagnosis from a doctor, whether it's from an injury or a surgery, and the therapist is there to help you recoup Rate from that injury or surgery. So they treat your symptoms, they help you get stronger. Um, with strength and conditioning, um, it's just based on strength and conditioning to make you a better performer, um, whether it's in your everyday life or whether it's on the sports field. Um, muscle activation is a little different, whereas we're going into specific muscle and range of motions to treat those specific muscles that aren't working correctly, that are causing compensations that can lead to those injuries or surgeries.
0: Now, when you say compensations, you're talking about like, if you have a hip pain on one side, the other side will start to compensate for that, right? You'll walk funny or you'll sit funny in order to try to alleviate that pain. And you don't do it consciously, do you?
2: No, not at all. That's what's great about the body. Um, Our body is made to compensate so that we can get from point A to point B as quickly as possible or as efficiently as possible. But on the other hand, it's a bad thing because if we continually do it throughout our lives, then that's what say you say hip, that's what wear down that hip joint leading to and you've got arthritis yes, and then yes.
0: you got a hip replacement Correct. and all the other stuff the pain, Correct. the ortho pain that goes along with Absolutely, that. Absolutely.
1: Yes. It kind of makes me think of like a car how everything is interconnected. Yes. So you're kind of like a the mechanic for the muscles or like If the timing belt goes out, then the alternator is going to go out and like everything is leading to another. We've talked
0: about that on the podcast before. And and the whole idea is that people don't realize how much of what they do is autonomic. Yes. that Even the compensations, the way your body handles sickness you don't know that you're sick for quite some time yes. because the body kills off most of it before you're ever aware of it mm-hmm. but like with covid and and now we we all have monkeypox apparently that's coming yeah. so with all, with all of these things
1: <laughs> miss sounds one. like we're stuck in a weird
0: sci-fi <laughs> series you know this week it's covid next week it's monkeypox the week after that it's, it's going to be it's spring
1: it's all about allergies
0: for it's all about right allergies now. for everybody around here but but knowing that the the body has to function that way when you're when you're trying to learn how to do this, you can't be just isolated in one area, can you? You have to understand how the rest of it functions in order to to make that an effective uh, yes, treatment. Yes, it's,
2: it's definitely an integrated approach. Um, every system in the body works off of every other system in the body. You can't look at a specific side saying you're having hip pain on the right side you can't just look at the right side because it could be caused by the left hip not doing its work or the left shoulder not doing it properly so then you're compensating in different areas
0: How did you first learn about this? If you were if you were doing the physical therapy for yourself too, mm-hmm. but you probably as an athlete you saw a lot of that,
1: right? Yes. yes. So
0: what if we ask what kind of injury did you have and how did that lead you through the physical therapy to this
2: so i had an acl tear um, which is playing so common for yes, people yeah. yes um after i had the tear i had i had surgery and therapy and within two years i was having issues again and it was buckling on me and i was very young strong In shape and so I was like what's going on so I went back to the doctor and basically they concluded that the ACL was insufficient and it wasn't doing its job so I had to have another surgery that's what kind of led me into the therapy world um, because I really enjoyed what the therapists were doing helping me getting me along the way Um, while I was working in therapy is when I heard of the muscle activation techniques Um, It was originally made in Colorado by Greg Roscoff, and I was introduced to it then, but at the time I had young kids and I could not travel out there to uh, do education. So um, that's when I went into the strength and conditioning field. And from there, luckily now uh, my kids are grown and I was able to go back to school.
0: So the idea of going from physical therapy, which is very much, it's more movement-based, Yes. right? You're looking at a particular area, an mm-hmm. ortho, orthoscopic area in some way. I'm not saying it right, but you're looking at a joint, you're looking at a particular muscle group, whatever that happens. It, But it usually has to do with the joint, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of physical therapy is your the distance between two points, you know? So you're looking at the knee down or the knee up or something like that. There's a quadricep that's torn at the knee or whatever's tied in those things together then can this help the the physical therapist do their job better if you have these things in tandem?
2: Absolutely. There are many physical therapists that have the muscle activation techniques training in addition to their therapy degree. But it's Um, not common. But it's not common, no.
0: That's what I remember you saying when I saw you speak the one day, Mm -hmm. that it's those people don't know what this is, yes. which was why you're here today. Yes. You know, we wanted to make sure we talk about this. Is this something that people can learn how to do easily? You went to school for a while to do this, right? Is it, how does this work? Is it a certificate program or is it built on what you already have? Or
2: So it's, um, so I have a bachelor's in exercise uh, biology. Um, it's an under, it's a medical undergrad, basically. From there, um, I took two years for the muscle activation techniques. Um, so it's, basically a mastery program um i don't have a master's in it but just it's because
0: somebody program. hasn't done it yet yes you know yeah. once they figure out hey wait a minute you know this has really got some some cloud to it so that do you think that's going to take some time i mean it's going to have to spread a little more yes. There was a time when, you know, people didn't understand things like physical therapy yes. or even just basic therapies for various things.
1: I've always wondered what the difference between <clears throat> occupational therapy and physical therapy is.
0: You can ask that. This is not a, a, a therapy. <laughs> this is not a physical therapy thing. But I have somebody here, fortunately, who can answer that question for
1: you. <laughs> well, that's what I was doing. Like you learn all kinds <laughs> of stuff outside our topic here at yet. Old Nerd. I'm aware. I'm making sure
2: that. So, uh, in my opinion, Occupational therapy is more of your functional movements like um, being able to sit down, putting on your pants, being able to strap your bra, um, whereas physical therapy is more getting you back to your life it's basically. more movement it's based, based like movement physical based. yes
1: up and yes. walking and all that right so like one would be to make your legs stronger but the step before that would be to be able to tie your shoes correct before yes. you get to the other. yes
0: yeah that makes more sense it's why when you see it and, and we've had older parents who had this uh, these issues and that's really where i saw it more because you saw both mm-hmm. you usually if you've got an if you're a younger person you have an injury you probably got physical therapy yes. you're not going to have a lot of occupational therapy but if you were to injure your hand, mm-hmm. and your hand is part of doing your job, and that's why they call it occupational because mm-hmm. that's how yeah. it started. Yeah. It was to get person, oh, people okay. back to work. That makes a lot more it, sense. It, it actually, if I'm not push. mistaken, I'll have to look this up to be sure, but I believe I remember reading something about it, it was post-war stuff. People were injured, and they couldn't use their hands. They would have an injury from, from a, you know from being in whatever war it was. We mm-hmm. always do great medical leaps during wars. But that kind of stuff can lead to that. But, you know, that kind of goes into this because it's it's another one of those things that came out of necessity. Mm-hmm. The the MAT came from the necessity of there's something else here and this mm-hmm. isn't solving it. Mm-hmm. So they go deeper and they look at the attachments between the, the, the muscle and the bone and all those sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Is that all part of this as well?
2: Yes, um, very much. Um, it also looks at how the neuro... The nervous system and the muscular system integrate in the connection between that to make sure that the muscle is contracting efficiently. Okay, great. Hi, this is Kristen Tamplin with Muscle Activation Techniques. Muscle Activation Techniques is a revolutionary approach that can help clients who have limitations in their muscular system. MAT can help explore what could be causing your pain. Pain is an indicator that something is wrong, it's like the check engine light in your car. It tells you there is something wrong, but not necessarily where the problem is. MAT uses a series of checks and balances to see where these muscular weaknesses are. Oftentimes, these muscular weaknesses and the resulting imbalances can contribute to the cause of pain. By addressing these imbalances, MAT can work towards resolving the issue. For more information, you can contact me at tamplin.3 at hotmail.com.
0: So if I if I talk about this in another way, do you? Let's talk about the medical system. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, those the
1: podcast is only an hour. Just and so and it's also yeah.
0: we try to be apolitical around here, but um, it's not political. It's a systemic problem. It doesn't matter what side of the gate you're on. Everybody knows that our medical system is screwed up. Yes. I'm guessing that insurance is not a great help for this kind of treatment, right?
2: That is correct.
0: So does anybody cover it? Um, or, or I don't mean by name, but does is that g- generically, gen- does any insurance cover it?
2: Actually, so um, it's kind of like medical massage. Um, MAT is not medical massage. But the insurance aspect of it, we do have an insurance code that we can use um, that you can get reimbursed for um, provided the the provider has that coverage
0: built in. So if that's the case, so you're going to see where I'm going with this. So if that's the case, somebody needs this therapy, someone knows that it could be good. Is this something that, well, I should back this up because I'm a little ahead of it. Is this something doctors are aware of physicians, like actual MDs? Not, I don't want to talk about DOs Mm because they tend to know more about this kind of, I, I would call this a holistic approach mm-hmm. in some ways but it's very scientifically based right this is not this is not smoke and mirrors oh. there's no, this is is holistic i know i don't like the word <laughs> holistic on this.
1: This, this
0: podcast is not a holistic podcast i'm sorry but um we talk about science around here uh so but it's,
2: it's very scientific very based. scientific yes. because it makes perfect
0: sense right i mean it if you does. look at how the mechanics of our muscle system works And what you pointed out a minute ago, and I actually made a note about this, you pointed out about the whole body being affected by one little thing being out of whack. That's very much how chiropractic looks at nerve endings. Mm -hmm. So if you have nerves in your back that are being pinched, it's going to screw up other stuff. Um, and she's over there, Julie's over there stretching her neck and stuff. Now she's thinking about it all. I'm
1: supposed to tell people We're going to put you on the table later. There's your victim. Yes. She needs it. No. Yes. No, no, no. no. You need it.
0: Um, it. Can't always be me. I'm always the guinea pig. It's your turn.
1: You come across better.
0: No, me. I don't want to do that. So, um, so where I'm going with this is if a lot of physicians don't know about this, or maybe they've dismissed it, or they, you know, it's the kind of thing they see at one of their conventions and oh they're doing that cute thing over there with the muscles yes first is that common that they don't know and second how do you feel about that
2: it's very common that uh doctors don't know about it especially around here um i feel like what they're being taught in school now is pharmaceutical and surgery
0: drugs and cutting
2: drugs and cutting um unfortunately i don't do that and
0: i don't think it's unfortunate at all <laughs> I
2: think,
1: I, <laughs> i'm, your I'm all about that yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah so um i'm very much on the other spectrum as in i would rather do everything i could do before i would have surgery um i'm not saying surgery is a no-go anytime well but sometimes you can't mean, avoid it exactly. but it should really be the last resort it, it right? should be the last resort Absolutely.
0: Anytime you cut into the body, you run the risk of things going sideways.
2: And when you cut into the body, you're causing other issues.
0: Right. So now you're actually forcing the body to heal something else. I don't think people think about that. Correct. You know, when you have surgery, yeah. you have the thing you're trying to correct, but now you've introduced a whole other set of things your body has to contend with. hmm if you have underlying issues mm-hmm. and then that comes along and it makes things
1: worse. Mm-hmm. And then there's a the risk of being under anesthesia at any time you have to do yeah. that. And, and yep.
0: just, it just goes on and on. So if doctors aren't recognizing this, if we got a doctor listening out there, what would you tell oh. them? <laughs> what well, yeah. What would you tell awesome. them? Do,
2: um, do your research as in look it up. Um, you can go to the national website for it. It's www.muscleactivation.com. Um, and that's with Greg Roscoff. Rask- he is formerly a physical therapist that created this. It's amazing what it can do.
0: Is anybody else teaching this besides them?
2: No. He so, is the one that uh, created
1: it. I'm so, wondering if it probably grew from his own frustrations. If, it did. Like you were feeling yes. that something was not yes. sufficient and you needed to add some.
2: Yes, he was actually in a very bad car accident and had some cervical issues that he was dealing with. And over the years, he had to basically retrain himself, and that's where all this came about.
0: Is this considered a chiropractic treatment?
2: It it it, is not. It isn't
0: because you're not dealing with the bone,
2: right? No, we are not dealing with any bone structure at all.
1: Okay. Um,
2: We are going down to where the neuromuscular junction is, which is where that nervous system and the muscular system connect, to... activate or make that connection better so that the nervous system can tell that muscular system to contract more.
0: Is this using isometrics or does it use a a more direct approach? Or it's both, right? It's
2: both. It's both. You it just depends on who you're dealing with and what you're dealing with. Some people's nervous systems can't deal with me manually touching them. So that's when I would go in and do an isometric if they're able to handle me um, touching them or palpating them. Um then that's a, I would a prefer, pressure type. Thing. Yes, that's a pressure type. So
0: the thing. isometric thing, describe that. How does that remember this is sort of radio, so yeah, yeah. you gotta so, we're gonna show it off. You'll see a yes. video available, but So th- what tell we us. call
2: our isometrics are picks. So positional isometric contractions. So I would get you into a specific um,
1: contortionism.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is gonna be fun. I call that Friday Freddy yoga. <laughs>
2: So if I was wanting to do an isometric for a hip flexor, I would get you in a specific um, position being specific to the muscle that I want to have contract. I would say um, we're going to hold that position for six seconds and we would do it six times. So So
0: you make it sound like,
2: and then she whacks you with a hammer. No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the other guys. Um, It makes it sound like it's very, exercise based like you're you're doing very much what you would do although it's you know it's isolated thus yes. the isometric yes but it's it's very much what you do when you're trying to get your body's muscle muscle system to work together or to be conditioned yes in some way so when you're you're an athlete mm-hmm. so when when i'm training on the bike i'm doing a lot of core people don't think about that you have to do so much core on the bike mm-hmm. it's, it's very little about your legs that'll take care of mm-hmm. itself it's, it's about the core so i'm trying to engage all that stuff is it similar to that where you're trying to get those muscles to to catch and release, so to speak, so that they're, you find the one spot where it's having the problem? And, and how does that affect that one spot?
2: So, yes, we're trying to make sure that every specific muscle is contracting the way it should so that, say, the abdominal area is working the way that it should when you're in that position on the bike. But... On the other hand, I would want to test your low back muscles also to make sure that they were contracting efficiently so that you have that checks and balance of the front compared to the back because of the position you're in. Most of the time when you have, say, a hip flexor problem, you're going to feel it in your low back as opposed to feeling it in your hip flexor because the muscles in the back are work, overworking because the to, front muscles aren't the, working
0: we're back to compensation again. yes
2: it's compensation
0: so if that's happening like what what's is there a most common issue that you see I'm guessing similar let me take a stab at this all of us sitting at a desk eight or nine hours absolutely
2: a day. yes um, low back hip flexors cervical
1: I was gonna say knees I bet is pretty common. For and older people,
2: or are... yes and no. Um, a lot of the knee issues I see are either before knee surgery or after knee surgery. And those have Unfo- more to do with yeah. joints, yes. weight, yes,
0: uh, exercise issues, yes. arthritis, a yes. whole bunch of things play mm-hmm. into that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if if that's the, if that's what Julie mentioned was, is very valid. So if you're thinking about how this works, in the next half hour, we're going to talk about what kind of things can support this. But let's go back to the doctors for a minute. So if if you can get the doctors to understand, and I'm I'm saying medical doctors, if you get the doctors to understand how this works and what it is, are they often, when you've talked to anybody, I assume you've talked to doctors about this before, are they open to it once they understand it? Or do they still feel like this is kind of hokum to them? Or I don't know how they look at it. The
2: majority of them still think it's kind of hokum. I have had probably two doctors that are very much, Yes, let's, you know, let's try this with this client or this patient or whatnot our but, but to, the one to
0: that. But the, to the ones that think it's Holcomb, do they think physical therapy is Holcomb too? Because it's a very similar mentality. And then the first ones that send you there because the health system makes a lot of money on physical therapy. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> and they work
0: for the health system and it's yes. like it's hard to find independent doctors. Yes. You know, because I bet those are the ones. Those
2: are the ones. They're going to pay
0: attention or probably yes. a lot of DOs. Mm-hmm. Because they get it, that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. And they don't have the ability to grab a knife, so they have to look at the best possible treatment first. Well, you're going to hear, I I don't want to kill this because we're in a good conversation (laughs) here, but in the background. (laughs) There's uh, apparently something on fire. Um, Hopefully it's not...
1: Maybe that's my the house. Worst, you know, <laughs> uh, doctors rushing. The here doctors to are coming to, about... to
0: shut us down because we're going against the grain. <laughs> no, I
1: was saying they were rushing here to find out more about <laughs>
0: They want to learn more mentees. about this. Take it yes, over, exactly. fellas. You're gonna have to you know, we should to put the, put a little window on this so only doctors have to pay to see it. <laughs> Everybody it's a professional professional fee. fee and it's fee a wall, CEU. Yes. Yeah, we'll put a CEU yeah. on it. There we go. I think there should be. I feel like you know because they get a little bit of. If you're an MD, you get a little bit of chiropractic. You get a little Ooh. bit of physical therapy. You get. A, you have to do rotations where you mm-hmm. see all that stuff. And you
1: get a little bit of kickbacks from the pharmacy. Um.
0: That's later. <laughs> <laughs> Different episode. Um, so. <laughs> If you have a direct line to kickbacks from the pharmacies, call <laughs> 1-900. <laughs> don't call 1-900. Don't call 1-900. Do they still have those? See, now I want to call one. I think they're 888. Are they eight yeah. eight eight now? We, we don't want to pay for that. So so I think where we're what we're kind of pulling together here is, and we're going to talk about how it works and everything in, in the next half hour and, and just get a little bit more of that, what supports it. What's probably your biggest hurdle, I guess, if you're trying to get, uh, like, do you partner with chiropractors and and people like that? You, you,
2: yes. Once um, they know
0: what you do and who you are, that works, right? That makes yes. a good referral mm-hmm. base for you. Yeah. So, what's your biggest hurdle for the patient? Like, if you're going to convince me, I mean, you got to convince me about physical therapy. Some, Everything. But it's because I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the science of <laughs> I it. I'm I I just, just
1: naturally stubborn. I
0: don't want to do it. you about. Anything. You can't make me. Um. And then ah, they literally put your arm behind your back. Um how do you get the patients on board with this?
2: It's hard. Um, just because it's hard to explain the whole process, um, and have them understand that process. Um, the easiest way for me is to get them on a table if they'll let me get them on a table because 99% of the time when they get off that table, well, first of all, a hundred percent of the time when they get off that table, they're more stable than when they got on the table.
0: I've seen you do that. And that was just one person, but you could visibly see it. Yes.
2: Usually most people that I've seen in the past recently it's getting better but in the past they come to me i'm their last straw i'm in horrible pain i've tried other therapies i've tried other they don't
0: want the knife and they don't right. want
2: the knife but um, the knife isn't going to help
0: some of this is it i mean this sounds like this is an ortho problem no it, it's it's not a joint and ortho has to do with joints yes. it, it's not a, a joint issue it's not it's where everything down below that level where the muscles that actually make everything work it's as if you have a a cable and pulley system mm-hmm. and the cables are messed up. Yes. Not the pulleys.
2: Not the pulleys. So if the cables are messed up eventually over 30 years, that can cause a joint issue because yeah. the joint's not because it's not working, working right. Yes. So
0: it's being pulled one way or the other mm-hmm. because the, the if you look at how everything needs to be aligned, you always hear this from well, you hear it from physical therapists, you hear it from chiropractors, you hear it from MDs, mm-hmm. always saying that alignment. Mm-hmm. You hear it from yoga instructors, for yeah. gosh sake. Yeah. I mean and and people training you for, for fitness stuff. You have to be in alignment. Imagine picking up like a weightlifter, not learning how to distribute their body to, to do the weightlift. If they're going to do that deadlift or something mm-hmm. straight up off the floor mm-hmm. and they're standing in the rack, you know, they got mm-hmm. the little, the, the, the shape thing I don't know what that's called. The hex bar. The hex bar. You're standing in that and you're going to lift it up and put it over your head, but that's just, you're not doing all of that, right? You're just, but if all of that is out of whack, then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The right. thing's going to go, they're mm-hmm. going to get hurt. They're going to, mm-hmm. so athletes know about this even without knowing about it. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's accurate? Yes. Even if they're not aware that this has a name, they're dealing with it on a daily basis. Yes. All right. So we're going to take a break. We've we've got a, a message, and we'll be right back with Kristen and talk a little bit more about this.
2: Three, two, one.
0: If you're looking for great ways to find out new information on how to run your business more efficiently, check out 321 Profits, the new podcast from GLD Enterprises Communications Limited.
1: Phase two: Listen to our podcast. Phase three: Profits. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe to Three, Two, One Profits today.
0: Hey, this is Jerry Deer. We're back with Old Nerd in the gym.
1: I don't know why you make want my numbers to make I, sense. <laughs> Julie's trying
0: to give me a countdown to start our three,
1: one, two. they back sense. up
0: and uh, that's not working. She's she's having a problem acclimating back to being a co-host and not just a producer <laughs> today. So it's. Okay, so we're going to keep on going. We're here with Kristen Tamplin, and we're talking about uh, muscle activation therapy, in case you just um, popped into the middle of this thing, which I don't know why, because you've got a little bar you can go back and forth and listen to the beginning of it if you want. It's really a
1: shame it wasn't invented by someone named Matt, because that would just be great. Easy marketing. Yeah. (laughs) It would. Yeah. you know? So uh, I've I've got a couple of This is the point of our show Where
0: we do have a lot of fun questions There's only three But if I think of others I'll ask those too Um, So are you ready to tell us a little bit about you? Sure Through the psychology of the fun question? (laughs) Yes
1: Loosely based psychological
0: Very loosely based I'm not (laughs) sure You might be working in science (laughs) but
1: (laughs) There used to be more than three questions I think you cut
0: some I cut the other ones because I I can never remember (laughs) I never have the sheet in front of me
2: and now for the fun topics.
0: Are you playing the game show music behind us for this? Is that how that works? No?
1: That would have already happened.
0: Oh, it's already started. Now it's
1: going to be over. This. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> now
0: now it's going the whole time. So, stop,
1: stop editing while you're recording. I'm editing while I'm recording. I, I
0: can't help <laughs> Not it. Not your job.
1: Stay in your lane, buddy. Stay <laughs> in your lane.
0: I'm the talent. You're the... Okay, I got it. Um, I forgot what I was going to do now. Oh, there it is.
1: Micromanitual. So, micro-
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's clearly this is wow. Nothing like a studio clock that I can't see from here. Alright, so fun question number one. Okay. What was your favorite cartoon as a kid?
2: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, good choice. So I like I her, have three brothers.
0: Boy. Okay, well that makes sense. And no
2: sisters. So I was never allowed to choose what I watched. So and, it was
0: always whatever they wanted.
2: Yeah, and I really liked that one. So out of all the ones that they did, did you picked, have a favorite turtle? Uh, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah.
0: Mikey's got the personality. Yeah. yeah.
1: Michelangelo and Donatello are everyone's favorites. Nobody ever picks the other. two That's because the other two are,
0: are mean and useless. Uh. Okay. So
1: Raphael's anger management problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he has sore muscles. We don't know. Yeah. You know. He yeah. Needs, he might. He yeah. Therapy.
0: Well, he would put some turtle wax on it then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't steal I stole that from the movies. So it's like <laughs> the real movies back in the eighties, not this nonsense they're doing oh, now. Yeah. I yeah. love the old ones. The I old love ones the costumes, great. the yes. mechanics, all yes. that stuff. So we've got some favorite turtles going on. What's on your nightstand? Night table, whatever you refer uh, to, bedside table.
2: Chargers? Nobody's
1: ever said that. Uh,
0: <laughs> we know they're there.
1: Nobody's... I don't think anybody thinks of them as on the table because they're probably it's like, like plugged in, in the wall, a wall somewhere yeah, and running up. Unless you got a, like a hub or something yeah. like you've got yeah. over there. We've got like a... Ooh, I'd love to have that next to my bed.
0: You don't have room. I
1: don't have a night table
2: because my room is too small. It's very small. <laughs> what else? Um, I have uh, aromatherapy like Mister. Um so I would be sneezing all night. What's Go his, ahead. What's his name? <laughs> what
1: <is> his
2: name? <laughs> 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 Mr. Kristen. Yeah, yeah. Um I guess a book or two maybe.
0: Any type of genre? What, what do you like to read?
2: Um actually they're like It's a big
0: deal around. Here. We're all about literacy yeah, around here. Um so
2: like... they're more uh, like uh prayer journals oh, or right. like okay. yeah.
0: So uh, somebody else's Yes. that they've put so you're reading yes. what people mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh let's see what's next. Um What's on your pizza if you eat pizza?
1: So, if you don't I, eat pizza, tell I, us what it would be on it You the health professionals like they don't eat pizza. I, I do so ask
0: cuz even if they do, sometimes they don't tell you. Yeah. They don't want anybody
2: to know. Yeah. So, um, I have a gluten allergy, so I haven't had real pizza for about That's terrible. 12 years. Oh, do they have gluten-free sad. pizza? They do, but, but it's probably but like
1: eating cardboard Yes, Donatos now has cauliflower crust. I don't yeah. know if yes. oh, there. There you go. However,
2: like the best gluten-free pizza I've had is um, Old Scratch Pizza if you're from mm our area. And then, um, wheat penny's pretty good. But as far as, um, what's on it, I like just traditional, like, red sauce. Um, I get pepperoni, pepperoni, cheese, pepperoni, the, the um,
0: basic stuff. Then
2: I don't do well with dairy. <laughs> so I do, like, fake cheese. She's she can't, like, eat, she can't cheese. eat pizza. <laughs> you
0: can eat all the pieces <laughs> of pizza yeah, that's on heavy. top. <laughs>
2: So if I do Without have pizza, the it's like really light cheese, so I don't have too much issue with that. But mm-hmm. but just I do like green peppers and onions on it. So
0: so go. no dairy, but the onions are good yeah. and peppers. Yeah, and that's, that's messed up. <laughs> What's wrong with our up. bodies? You yeah. just... have
1: to yeah. ask her the important question.
0: Though. Well, that's yeah. coming. So um...
1: <laughs> there's a pizza-related follow-up. Oh, so
0: I'm gonna ask i am I'm gonna ask a Jamestown, Ohio crust question okay. because I should point out that. Kristen lives very close to me. Yes. Which
1: we did not know. Yeah. Which we
0: didn't know and found out, well, this is going to be easy. Um, bet she regrets it now. <laughs> it's like, I have to live nearby these
1: people. <laughs> she's like selling her house. Right That's right. Yeah. She's,
0: she's got a <laughs> sign out front. Um, so uh, in Jamestown, Ohio, we have effectively two pizza places. It's Jim and they're Dandy's. Next door to each other. No, no, no. They're across town from yeah. each other. Oh, but never mind. they're they're across the lake from each they other are. if you want to look at yeah. it that they way. Are. So, it's kind of sideways, but uh-huh. you get the idea. Jim Dandy's, the other one is Bentino's. Mm-hmm. And I know that's that's like a franchise you can buy into, but this is a locally owned
2: mm-hmm.
0: Bentino's. So, Jim Dandy's or Bentino's.
2: So, when I could eat pizza yeah. or when I shouldn't say could have but i did jim dandy's all the way always always
0: that's what they prefer yeah. around here but i have people come up here for events and stuff uh-huh. that we have here and they want bentino's and like will ask me can we get that bentino's place oh. again and it's just like we're gonna
2: <clears throat> however bentino's does have a gluten-free crust but it's pre-made and frozen so if and I, a lot of them are yeah
0: because that's got to oh. be factory produced i mean oh, yeah. that's not something yeah. you can just whip up in the bag yeah. So that's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wheat Penny, though, I think they yes, do theirs they do, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That, and Wheat Penny is a really fancy kind of a boutique sort of a space in uh, in downtown Dayton. It's really it's really nice. It's sort
1: of a mm-hmm. gastropub. It's
0: a little bit, but I it's I mean it's, it's really focused like on that. their alternative mm-hmm. foods. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I okay, think,
1: I think Ha Ha's in Yellow Springs has gluten free. They probably pressed. do more uh, than likely. Look
0: up Yellow Springs, Ohio, if you want you know the weirdest food possible. It's all there. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, the, the, the big question that goes along with that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If and when you ate pizza, pineapple or no pineapple?
2: Depends on the mood I'm in. <gasps> She's on the fence. Yeah. It could yeah. go either way. It's
1: like the lawyer who refused to answer. It's usually 73. He had a very political answer, like
2: possibly, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it got a lot of, it got very squishy. Oh,
2: yeah. So. Yeah. But more likely than not, I don't have it on it. Yeah. But I'm open to eating it. So that's,
1: un- that's unfortunate. So she's sort of a 75 25 yeah, answer. Yeah. So, I have to. So, so do we it give a little there. bit to each side uh, then? Is it now yeah.
0: 71
1: and 31? That doesn't work. Uh, so, we have
0: to drop a couple from each side to make to it, wait it balance at, out
1: like college courses and high school. It's yeah. going to be very complicated.
0: You're going to be grading everybody else on the curve now. She's set the, the whole thing. Yeah. Now, yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know before we're yeah okay so that that ends that see those are painless yeah right very painless. um what you do you, i assume you still work out and stuff you still exercise and yes. everything yes what do you do what kind of things do you do
2: so i like to mix it up um every day is different um i do a lot of uh weight training um that's my favorite um so i usually do, have do they do what you her, tell
0: them
1: Said her only. It's like, that's the only person I've ever heard of that's like, weight training is amazing.
2: It is. It's great. <laughs> it's especially for females, um, for your bone density. Um, and I'm as I'm aging, I want to make sure that I have good bone density when I'm 80.
0: <laughs> Nothing so. like osteoporosis.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing to know it's coming.
2: <laughs> um, other than that, I, I do enjoy Pilates. I am a Pilates instructor still. Um, I'm... Um, I do not really like yoga. It's a little slow for me. Do you do um, the Pyo? Oh, you
0: like Pyo then, right?
2: I actually used to teach Pyo. You're uh, one of those people. Uh, yeah. the la- oh,
1: there's a Pyo class right after our yoga class.
2: We can't. Yeah. Careful. The ladies people
0: are, know where we go to yoga. The,
1: ladies, <laughs> the people in our yoga class are like, stay for Pyo. We're like, no, I've seen what you do. I'm sorry. Can. That's that looks painful and horrible and aggressive. I,
0: I ride 100-mile bike rides. I'm not going to do that. I don't understand why that's <laughs> no. a thing. That should never be a thing. We're,
1: we're just not the people. It reminds are. me
0: too much of a weird version of aerobics from the eighties. Yeah, you
1: just—it's too jazzercise. For me. It's a little jazzercise for me.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, just watching it <laughs> is just like I don't get. It. I have yoga for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, my purpose behind yoga is literally to keep me keep Mm -hmm. me flexible and that's all it's about i'm not trying to build muscle from it or something Mm -hmm. and the mental the mental stuff has really helped uh, the last several years they she and my wife and and you know i'm hearing from outside people you need to go to to, you need to go do this Mm -hmm. because i was having issues stiffness and stuff and Mm -hmm. i'm doing these bike rides and swimming and all this other stuff and i finally gave in and i have a whole podcast on it we went to our yoga teacher our original yoga teacher's studio Mm -hmm. and she taught in a different place and and we did a did one of these so there's an episode out there oh. and it shows it, it you hear the whole story about why i really didn't think this was a good idea yeah <laughs> but now i feel weird when we don't go yeah it's it's mm-hmm. i mean it's only once a week and i do some stuff in between but it's different when somebody's guiding it mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. just easier that way yep okay let's move on i've got some other questions for you so uh what i wanted to ask about was or, or just discuss this is speaking of yoga the things that can support issues like this so that you can prevent needing your help, what kind of stuff helps to prevent these kinds of muscle issues, if there is anything? I mean... Besides just staying active, I assume, right, to some extent? Well,
2: yeah, to some extent, staying active, making sure you're using proper mechanics when you're... Bending down, or lifting something, or turning, or and,
0: and we're not talking about athletes here. This is no, just, just, everyday just everyday stuff, stuff right? Because that's yes. who m- mostly gets hurt. The yes. athletes sort of understand how to do this, yes. or they're the thing, taught.
1: I, I would have just got a fail for what I just did to grab a marker from a customer. <laughs> you,
0: she didn't stood didn't up, twisted, yes. didn't do it right at all. And all, <laughs> and all you had to do was, yeah, okay. <laughs> so is that a is that a common thing? Then you're it's it's is it fewer more athletic or, or more physically trained people who have these injuries than
2: the majority of the people I just every day, everyday people.
0: Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like we were talking about yes. before people sitting in office all day yes. or they have a strenuous job or yes. something like the it's the opposite of sitting in the office. Yes. So you have, is there a time frame where like, if you don't get to them, like an ortho, if you don't treat the joint before a certain period, sometimes there's nothing you can do it has to be replaced mm-hmm. do you have that kind of issue too is is there a, a window where you need to get to it
2: not right necessarily away? it just might take a little bit longer if they've been dealing with a chronic issue for a while okay um, to get those muscles to really contract the way that they're supposed to
0: and and the whole idea of that is to try to keep it's really keep them is it recovery or is it restoration or what is the the end goal here because do you you know, I, I make fun of the chiropractors a lot of times because, like, yeah, you just want to do this, so I have to keep coming back. Because that's the big joke, right? So you know, the Cuba end
2: goal ones. is to keep their body stable to be able to move throughout their day.
0: You didn't cause this. Yeah. You know, it's like, because, uh, again, I'm I'm kidding about the chiropractic, but I'm saying a lot of people avoid it because they think, well, you've manipulated me. Now I have to keep coming back because you changed
2: mm-hmm. it. It was already changed. Yeah.
0: They put it back, and now... It's going to try to go back to the it's way. It's going it to was. try
2: and go back. So yes. you
0: have to constantly, and over time, you will have to go less and less because yes. if you're doing everything they're telling you to do. Mm-hmm. So is this a similar situation? Very
2: similar. Yes, okay. very similar.
1: It's just muscular instead of bone.
0: Okay. So it, it sounds
1: it, like a slipping bike chain a little bit. You have to tighten it and actually adjust it.
0: Ah, but the slipping, the slipping bike chain. That's a good analogy. That becomes, that becomes an orthopedic issue mm-hmm. because the bike chain starts to wear down and right. the teeth on the on the gears start to wear down. So now your sprocket's getting smaller, the teeth are getting smaller, the bike chain is getting worn. That's what happens in your knees mm-hmm. and your hips. Mm-hmm. So the goal is to get it before that happens, yes. so you don't. So you might wear your chain out, but you haven't gotten to uh, to the uh, teeth on the sprocket yet. Right. Right. So now that we've mechanicked this to death. Let's add one more. Sorry. You have a rotor on your car and brake pads.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> the, the, I thought of
1: that earlier. I was trying to stay away from the, more car reference. The rotor and the brake pad <laughs> is very...
0: Well, you know, if somebody's going to listen, this is kind of how it works, is that starts to break down. If you don't catch the brake pad before it's too far, mm-hmm. now the rotor's damaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And instead of a $200 repair, you have a $500 repair. Correct. Except in your case, we can't fix it. Yes. Once it's done, it's done. Very much like the arthritis wears away the joint, mm-hmm. and eventually there's nothing there, and mm-hmm. it's it's just nothing but pain. What sort of? Well, I'll I'll get into this after uh, in just a minute. And now here is your old nerd wellness tip of the day. There's basic stuff that can help you with this too. So, good hydration, exercise. Yes. Run us through a few of those things. Just,
2: well, just like the, you basic said, things. the basic thing: staying hydrated, trying to eat healthy. Um, balanced diet. Just staying active, movement. I think movement's key to longevity, so I, you just have to efficiently move.
0: One of the things I wanted to ask you about was um, to talk a little bit about the things that can support this. So uh, we were talking about yoga, we were talking about other things. Are there exercises or physical activities that can help? One, uh, maybe, and you'll have to speak to this the right way, I'm not sure how to refer to it, maybe before they've had this treatment or to, as a, as a preventative thing or after they've had the treatment, are there, are there physical activities they can do to sort of help this out a little bit like physical therapy, but just general movements or something like that? How does that work?
2: So, um, I wouldn't say there's something before to do other than just to stay healthy. Um, cause you don't
0: really know this is happening I, yes, most yes. of the time.
2: Yeah. Um, during the treatment and after the treatment, um, I usually give out isometrics um, for those muscles that aren't contracting efficiently.
0: So, so just for everybody listening, define what an isometric is so they know.
2: So it's a, like a specific muscle, muscle contraction you hold for a certain amount of time. So if it's like you're, you say you hold your arm out, I would have you hold it for like six seconds um, and then do that six times. Um, but that would be different for the body, just it the different muscles. It, yeah. it is, right? Um, and then preceding that, if they're starting to get back into their normal routine of exercise or their job, um, so if they have a personal trainer, I would want to talk with them about what, um, exercises they should be doing, what exercises they should stay away from because, Each muscle has a muscle or a a threshold where it can withstand so much stress, um, i.e. like weight or movement. Um, So if I turn that muscle back on or activate it and they go and do an overhead press, um, say we're working with the shoulders, and they go and do an overhead press, it may be too much for those upper trap muscles and those trap muscles will shut back off. So I would want to discuss with their trainer or if they are doing workouts on their own about certain exercises they should be doing to reinforce what I did and certain exercises they shouldn't be doing. Um, in the workforce, I would just, if they're loading something, you know, it just depends on their job, what we would want to discuss, how, how their mechanics should be.
0: So we talked about this a minute ago, but I, 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 maybe I don't remember we didn't get to the right thing. Is Does that make this a restorative thing? Is, is it a restorative process, or is I would, it, I, mean, would
2: you, it, I would consider you're trying consider to get people it, yeah. back to their yes
0: their better their way
1: optimal of being.
2: yes okay.
1: I have noticed there's certain yoga positions I have like an old shoulder injury mm-hmm. that I can't do, uh, like whale pose particularly because I'm putting my shoulders and then putting weight on them mm-hmm. in a weird position that I my body does not like that position like I don't do it now because I've noticed that it makes everything worse.
0: And some of them will. Yeah. I mean, so you'll, you feel it. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I think that's the thing that helps me the most. I can usually, when I do something like uh, one of my yoga, if I do the whole thing all the way through, like there's certain groups of things, I will, f- I will sense some of the stuff you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell things, that, and it isn't about being stiff or the muscles aren't stretching well enough or, or I feel tight. It, it feels more like something's not lined up. Right. Like it's, it's pulling, Unstable. yeah, it's pull it's pulling around the muscle, around the bone instead of straight across it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, the mechanics of it eludes me sometimes, but usually you can tell I get it. There's one, I get a cinch in my back just under my shoulder mm-hmm. sometimes.
1: Oh, right here. Yeah. I've had that too. That's, I think that's from your side muscles being way too tight personally, but I don't know if that's true or not. Is there like, uh, I was going to say, are there red flags that people should look for when they know that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, how do just, you know when we need you? Right. Everybody I mean, needs you.
2: Everybody, anybody that has a muscular system needs—I shouldn't say me, but some kind of tune-up. Because from the time we're young, we're we're moving all the time, and if if we're moving in wrong patterns, that's going to lead to compensations, wear and tear, that kind of stuff.
0: And people don't um, know they're doing that, right? Correct. I mean, we're not really taught that stuff. We're
2: not, and we're not taught to. Um, pay attention to our bodies or be more in tune with our bodies. Whereas, Ooh, that movement kind of, I, I don't know. It didn't feel right. Um, it, we're made to push through those. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have any like nagging things in your shoulders or hips or back, like she's saying on her side, there's multiple muscles that attach there. So it just depends on which muscle that is that's causing that issue. Um, or it could be something from the other side that's not doing its work and it's caused creating more tension in that muscle there to do take over um so yeah so generally if the first sign of discomfort or something that doesn't feel right then i would suggest you getting get in, get in. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. go
2: ahead uh, i was
1: just gonna say and if uh, obviously you said sometimes after an injury if you feel like you're not healing right or mm-hmm. you know what whatever therapy you're working on is not working mm-hmm. that would be a good time to
2: call you as yes well. so any injury absolutely and In, i mean it's going to involve a muscle
0: and the um, upside is that you have the physical therapy background yes. to understand whether it's what you're doing is what's needed or a physical therapy or correct. a doctor or whatever the thing is you can guide them and tell them which direction to go correct yes okay um <laughs> so we talked a little bit about how you know insurance hasn't caught up with this yet for the mm-hmm. most part is this expensive? Since most of it is self-pay, how, is this an expensive prospect out there, or is it about like going to a chiropractor as far as the cost goes? or um, maybe, maybe cost-wise,
2: um, I guess it depends on if you pay out of pocket for the chiropractor or if you use insurance. Okay. Um, a session for me for a sixty-minute session is ninety dollars. Um, places in Cincinnati and Columbus are up That's, to. It be, depends on where like, you are and who you are, yes, and what yeah. kind of overhead you yes, have. Yeah, it yeah. So doesn't um, sound
1: like any more than like a professional massage. No, honestly. it's that's not much. No, you're more gonna pay sixty
0: that, to eighty yes. bucks for an hour yeah. for that. Yeah, so that's And that's
1: not even therapeutic. <clears throat>
0: well, yeah, it is. I mean, it depends on what well, they're, I they're mean, doing. Well, The ones you go to yeah. are not.
1: <laughs> Cucumber water. You just went.
0: That's a different thing. But but I've
1: never had a professional.
0: So and we and we we talked about you know, what kind of things make referral sources, but a a therapeutic massage Mm -hmm. person, you know, a licensed massage therapist does a similar kind of thing in loosening things up. Would would that, should that be done in parallel with what you're doing? Does that work together with the doctor, the chiropractor, the whoever, your little group of medical people is?
2: So the difference between MAT and massage, basically, is massage is trying to loosen things up. MAT is not trying to loosen things up. We're trying to activate those muscles so they aren't tight and they're working correctly, so that other muscles aren't trying to take over for them. Okay. So that's the big difference, as opposed to relaxing the belly of the muscle. And
0: it's focused and on, it's focused on specific, specific muscles, thus the isometrics. Yes.
2: Um, I forget the other question, yes. That was it. Okay.
0: That, <laughs> I think you caught it. Oh,
2: um, as far as um, working well with other modalities, um, when, when I suggest a modality as in therapy, what I do, massage, I always tell people to try one modality at a time because you don't know if you have more than one you don't know which one actually worked right um, so if you're going to try oh, that makes, if I you're going to try therapy that. try therapy if you're going to try massage yeah. try massage
0: but you have to do those things for a period of time yes. you can't go once and no. say well that yes. didn't work yes. i mean that's right. even with you Correct. that's not going to work that Correct. way right? that's
1: what they say when you introduce new foods to babies yes, yes. Is you do one thing for a week or so otherwise you uh, can't tell otherwise you're going you to disagree green, me through the character we're
0: so fragile these Bags of wet cement we walk around in, you know? (laughs) We're ugly bags of mostly water.
1: We're water. (laughs) You know, you pull
0: the water out, you got a couple of pounds of chemicals. Uh, There's a Star Trek all about that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So there's,
0: like, given that, Mm -hmm. there's basic stuff that can help you with this, too. So good hydration, exercise. Run us through a few of those things. Just like you said. The
2: basic thing: Staying hydrated, trying to eat healthy, um, balanced diet.
0: I can carry it on a tray, a Big yeah. Mac on one side, yeah. a Coke on
2: the other, and that's balanced, right? <laughs> pie to balance it all out. Put a
0: pie in the middle.
2: Yeah.
0: See, now I went to McDonald's, and I never want McDonald's. That's, that's just such weird. a weird thing. Yeah, th- Thanks
2: for, for that. Yeah, sorry. That <laughs> but just staying active, movement. I think movement's key to longevity, so I, you just have to efficiently move. Um,
0: do you have, uh, do you have to okay, let me, I, I skipped this, I think a little while ago I had it on here.
2: Kids, yes. Students, yes.
0: Young people. What's the age groups for all this? Um, I hear of chiropractors treating like newborns and stuff, and that makes me very nervous. I mean, I know they know what they're doing, but that makes me a little Mm -hmm. weird. What do you say to that? Who's who's your age group? Is there an age group?
2: I would say they have to understand me telling them to relax they have to be able to relax
0: is there a communication issue there anyway if they're too young because yes. they they're not going to understand what they're feeling yes cuz i'm not sure yeah. i would
2: so i've treated as young as a, I think a 12 year old i have okay. i mean I haven't had the opportunity to. So you're hitting it, like middle like school, middle something school, like, like that. They they yeah. get it. They've had yes. some
0: health and some science yes. and some whatever. Yes. Where they yeah, you know, or they've had a little phys ed. You know, yeah. you got gym yeah. class and you hurt your arm and uh-huh. you realize, oh, that hurts right here and you uh-huh. can communicate it better.
2: And then I think the oldest I've treated is like 90 or 91. So and you and I like, were
0: talking about before we started uh, Parkinson's patients. Yes. This is that would have I would have been so helpful for my dad. I I, I did get him. Some other things I was doing is physical therapy because, you know, insurance chops it off. And Mm -hmm. there's lots of, we've done lots of three, two or um, old nerd about Mm -hmm. that. But I think in this case, because we're talking to caregivers here, Mm -hmm. a lot of caregivers are out there for themselves and for their, the person they're caring for, how do they find out if you are what they need and how do they find somebody like you if they're not in our area and they, they don't have direct access to you here? What, how does that work?
2: So how you can find someone in your area is to go to that website, the www.muscleactivation.com. That's the headquarters website and they have a list of people in each um, state if you're in the United States um, and the practitioners that stay up to date with their insurance. Um, like hands-on insurance, liability insurance and up-to-date on education. So that's listed on their website. I mean, obviously you can always contact me and I can look for somebody in another city or state. Um, and, and we'll
0: have that website on the, the piece that goes with us. You just go to com, and there'll mm-hmm. be a page just about this episode. So we'll put that, we'll put your link, all mm-hmm. that stuff will be available. If you're listening to this right now, it's already there. Go back and you know go find it.
2: And if you're questioning whether or not you should do it, just give us a call give me a call give any of those practitioners a call
0: should they um, talk to the doctor first because as we've established maybe they don't even know and they've mm-hmm. heard this and then they're like you know I've got this thing I maybe I should check this out
2: but absolutely always because be most open. things we ask
0: yeah. we, most things we that we have on here and we're talking about we always say ask your doctor if this is right for you first because it may affect other things yes
2: you always want to make sure that you have an open communication with your medical doctor mm-hmm.
0: But you're gonna suggest that anyway. Yes. Right. You're gonna yes. say, okay, what kind of problems do you already have mm-hmm. and get that history before mm-hmm. you start going back and, and doing anything because yes. you wanna know that maybe there's something you're not aware of. Yeah. And people aren't great at communicating that stuff. No. You know, I, how much how much does a doctor go on what you tell them when you go in the room? Because they don't have a lot else to go on at first. Mm-hmm. They gotta have somewhere to start. And you're the same way, right? You gotta mm-hmm. have know where or that, that origin is. Mm-hmm. People okay.
1: are not very good at being honest with their doctors either. They're scared. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They don't want to have that procedure. They don't want to know they have cancer. They don't want, mm-hmm. to, uh, they don't want to know that they've got this problem or that mm-hmm. problem. And they don't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. It could be something very minor. Like, for I don't know how long, I had esophageal cancer.
1: In I decided yes.
0: it, 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 But it was aspirin I think flies. that was <laughs> a
1: WebMD issue.
0: It was a WebMD. It <laughs> wasn't a WebMD. There's a history of it in my family, and I was having this, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's it. You know, go straight to the end because anything else could be better. I guess is how my you brain. Skipped was. skipped
1: to page five on WebMD. I really did. <laughs> it could also be, you know, dragons to eat
0: your insides. <laughs>
1: that would have been better.
0: It felt like dragons were eating my insides, but I had to have endoscopy, the whole deal. They yeah. checked it all out, and yeah, there's there's reflux there, and you know you get this stuff to to help that out. So we're coming down to the end of our of our time here, but I want to give you one more moment to just. Tell us anything you'd like people to know. I think we've covered a lot. Yeah. But and, and it's hard to do this in an hour. But tell us anything you'd like people to know about this science, about this particular medical treatment, about your practice of it, that maybe you don't get a chance to talk about or, or so that they remember this is a good thing to, to look into.
2: If you have a job that you do repetitive stuff at, whether it's sitting, whether it's twisting, whether it's hammering, whether it's typing... You're going to have a muscular imbalance because of that overuse over and over and over. So I would suggest getting in to make sure that things are functioning properly so that in the long run, you're having surgery or even thinking about that. It works great with other modalities, chiropractic care, therapy, massage. They coincide very well. It's not better than one, but it coincides well with it.
0: Where can we find out more about you?
2: About me, um, you can go Facebook um, under Kristen Tamplin Wellness. Um, that's K
0: R I S T E N, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll have, all, we'll have links to all this, but just we make sure to we see it. because
1: there's 19 different ways to spell it. That's
2: right. <laughs> and then also a uh, uh, website under personallyfitdaton.com. Um, you can find the MAT um, section on that.
0: Okay. I think that's it. So I, I thank you for spending t- yes, some thank time you. with us. You yes. had a long drive here it was it, it took you at least 3 minutes yeah. i don't I think was it takes say, that long. No, it
1: did release we just yeah we just walked down, walk down the street yeah. if you see a guy going down the road I on the bike it's probably share, me because yeah. there
0: aren't any others around she didn't
1: ex- share exactly where she lives to with us that well she she's not going to tell me to you know up. i, I can find out i got a late it's directory
2: really, yeah
0: so um thank you again we thank appreciate you. it yeah. and uh i'm i'm sure i hope people will take advantage of this information because i think it's something that can really be helpful and beneficial anything we can do to stay out from under an anesthesia mask and a and a scalpel and yes. try to live a better life all these little things that's what old nerd in the gym is all about and
1: so just keep it tuning things up so that you you know can keep the little bag of whatever you call them.
0: ugly bags of mostly water <laughs>
1: <laughs> keep that functioning
0: i didn't as call it that as so what else did so uh i'm jerry Deere with old nerd in the gym and julie say goodbye julie say goodbye julie
1: Oh, I think you're just supposed, supposed to say goodbye. To get up Julie, and get out there as well. You are to supposed to say that. You want yeah, to say it again? We really need to remember how to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time on Old Nerd. Again, go to the old nerd. Um, sorry, old dot and all the information that we talked about on the episode will be there, including contact information and ways that you can become a guest on Old Nerd. Thanks. Yeah. We'll see
1: you next time. Thanks, everybody. Get up and get out there. Thank you for listening to Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. Our program is produced, engineered, and edited by Julie Barth and directed by Jerry Deer. To learn more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast, contact producer Julie Barth by email at oldnerdfitness at gmail.com.